At photographycourse.net, you'll be able to swap your expertise with other photographers, make light instead of wishing for it, expand your portfolio, and receive feedback from professionals, all of which will develop your artistic eye. Photographycourse.net offers an abundance of premium courses and challenges for participants at every stage of their journey, from technical settings for portrait photography, to landscape composition tricks, to how to start your own photography business, we have everything you need to start shooting confidently. You can work at a pace that suits you. Our 52-week project challenge will provide you with the educational resources, encouragement, and support that you need to take great photographs every week. You can join us at any time as our themes are evergreen. You can also start by shooting every day and learning something new with our 365 Days of Photography course. Led by an industry expert who has mentored over 10,000 students, this course will help you take your photography skills to the next level with daily, bite-sized videos. Throughout the process of learning, you'll have access to a community that will provide you with inspiration and motivation. Get encouragement from other photographers every single day. Our current limited time offer comes with a special discount code exclusive to the listeners of this podcast. Get 50% off your first year as a premium member. Claim this discount by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST. Come join photographycourse.net and capture more than just a moment. Hello everyone, my name is Taya and I'm the host of Great Big Photography World Podcast, where we interview notable photographers in the industry, give advice on a wide variety of topics, and provide tips for beginners and professionals alike. In this episode, I speak with the Vice President of Electronic Imaging and Optical Devices at Fujifilm, Victor Ha. He is super dynamic, he's very passionate about storytelling, we talk about camera to cloud technology, something exciting that Fujifilm is working on, his approach to storytelling, and much more. Please enjoy. We have an amazing community at photographycourse.net where you can meet new people, receive constructive criticism, join photography contests, and much more. In our community, you'll also find a 52-week project that will provide you with weekly educational videos and challenges to help you improve your skills on a regular basis. This is an amazing opportunity for you to not only enhance your skills, but also grow your network and have a wholesome experience as a photographer. We're so inspired by the amazing photographs that our members post every day. When you join our community, you'll be able to make new friends and share your progress with a passionate group of people. None of this would be possible without our members' support, so we're very grateful. In order to keep things running, we're offering exclusive membership plans that will give you access to every part of our community and our premium courses. Use the discount code GREATBIGPHOTOGRAPHYWORLD to get 50% off your first year as a member. Go to photographycourse.net slash join and use the code GREATBIGPHOTOGRAPHYWORLD without any spaces to claim your discount. Hi, Victor. Welcome to Great Big Photography World Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Please introduce yourself to the listeners. Hello, my name is Victor Ha. I'm the Vice President of Electronic Imaging and Optical Devices at Fujifilm North America. And I'm uh, chatting with you today from Brooklyn, New York. Very exciting. Thank you for the introduction. Uh, before we get started and before we talk about your amazing story as a person as, and as a photographer, I would like to dive into gear because that's really important uh, given your position as well. So what camera equipment do you have? Well, I, I get the benefit of working at Fujifilm. So today I get to play with 
pretty much any camera that we have. And I've been using recently X-T5 just because I love the, the fact that it's smaller than the prior version. It has an incredible, it's got incredible DNA as a camera. It reminds me a lot of the first time I picked up a film camera. And so when I use that camera, it does give me a lot of great nostalgia. And it's compact, right? So it just fits in, a, in my bag. You know, when you live in New York, you end up carrying a lot of different things with you from day to day. So being able to carry X-T5 with a 35F2 or 35.14 and a 23F2, just those two lenses, I, I can really do a lot with just the things that, that, are, uh, that I'm carrying that day. So it's, it's, it's cool. That's, yeah, that's cool. I totally understand that, especially when you live in a big city, as you just said, it's really important to have something that isn't too bulky. I've had bulky cameras and I live in a small town, even in a small town, it gets in the way. <laughs> so it's uh, yes. to have something that's light to carry and easy to use. I think that's the most important part. Yeah. Like when I used to live in California, uh, I grew up in California, right? So we would have the culture out there is you lived out, out of the trunk. And when I had, was 16, right, my getting my first car, that was like the most important thing was to put as much stuff in the trunk as possible. So like if I need to go to the beach or, you know, hang out with my friends, whatever it was, I could pull stuff out of the trunk and not have to go home. And the adjustment from California to New York, just that lifestyle adjustment in my late 20s when I moved to New York was, was such a a weird fish out of water kind of scenario, but I kind of started to really love it because it's almost the same thing when you live in New York, you pack a bag at the beginning of the day. And if any of your listeners currently live in New York, they'll get this is, you know, you pack a bag for the beginning of the day. And sometimes you don't know when you're going to get back to your apartment. So you're either bringing snacks, a water bottle, a camera, maybe like a sweater, if it's, uh, you know, going to be cold later at night, sometimes maybe an extra t-shirt if it's hot, everyone's got like a handkerchief because if you're in the subway you're always with sweating and stuff so you kind of have like this kit and before it was really hard to always fit a camera into that kit and then after a while once I started working at Fujifilm and started really getting a chance to play with the cameras and see how they just become a part of life bringing a camera along every day just became a lot easier you know so uh, that's the one thing that I've really noticed in my life that's changed in the last four or five years is I bring my camera around a lot more just because I have I can fit it in my bag. Yes, and consequently you take more photographs, right? Yeah, yeah. That's 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 kind of like the the funny thing too. Is like you know before, and I've always been in photo, right? I've always had access to cameras, and I've always been traveling. But I feel like in the last handful of years, I've made more photos of my friends. That's the thing, right? I there's a gap time in your twenties, in my twenties, where I wasn't bringing a, a camera around and my cell phone at the time, just, I, I didn't have um, like a, the greatest cell phone and it, it, it just, we didn't have the ability to make photos as we do now. But I find that now that I'm bringing my camera along more, not only am I just making more photos, I'm documenting my own life more. And I think that's the biggest reward is that it's now become something that I'm able to look back at the last few years and remember what, what I've done because I've brought my camera everywhere and I've got pictures of myself now. I've got pictures of my friends. I mean, that's the, the real weird thing that I didn't know that I was missing until recently. 
It's an amazing reward and it's something I've experienced in my own life as well. Recently, I was looking through my dad's phone. <laughs> he has a, a very large photo gallery with thousands of photographs. And in the last few years, I haven't really been taking that many photos myself, even using my smartphone camera. And just looking through everything that he's documented was really eye-opening to me because I realized that it's really cliche to say, but these everyday moments in our lives, they're actually really important. And the more time passes, the more valuable they become. And it was just a very heartwarming experience for me and a good lesson and an important one to take more photographs. And with lighter and more portable cameras, it's easier to do that, to document these very important moments that you will hopefully cherish in the future. So you made a very good point by sharing that. And I'm very happy that you're able to document your life much more now. It's very exciting. Yeah, I mean, because like life happens between those moments, right? I think we, we spend so much time going from especially if we are traveling or especially if we live in an industry, work in an industry where there are certain things that happen in the middle of the year or there are fixtures in the calendar that you're always looking forward to, right? So when you carry a camera with you, what ends up happening is you look less forward and you look more in the moment. Because I think that's the wonderful thing about photography is that if you're actually stopping to make a photograph, you're stopping to make a photograph because there's something caught your eye or that it's something that that's pulled you out of the mechanics of your day. I was uh, getting into my car at the airport a couple days ago, and um, I looked over and I saw a phone booth, like an old pay phone, right? One of those things that you, you kind of don't ever see anymore. And one of my friends, his, his lifelong project, I'm going to call it, has been to photograph pay phones because there's like some really cool things that, that you can learn if you just follow the map of where payphones kind of are in the U.S. and kind of how they relate to cities and socioeconomic status and stuff. And so um, I looked over and I saw a payphone and I laughed because I hadn't thought about him in, in a few months at this point and immediately looked over, saw the payphone, grabbed my camera, made the photo and then sent it to him. And that was a great way of reconnecting, but also a really great way of pulling me out of the fact that I was rushing from the airport terminal to my car, right? And I, I think that's why we, that's why images are so important, is because in the most critical sense, what they do is they make you stop, they make you pay attention to the things you're doing. Absolutely. That's an amazing story. Really funny, but also interesting. And again, yeah, a great way to connect with your friend again. And a great way yeah. to ground yourself. Very, very grounding experience for me as well. I yeah. don't usually notice it, but when someone points it out, then I realize, oh, yes, I was completely spaced out in a good way while taking photographs. I was really in the moment, which is a feeling that most of us want to achieve, especially you know, yeah. meditation and things like that. So, yeah, it's, it's an amazing skill that we have as photographers to ground ourselves and also connect with people through our work. Yeah, I think uh, that's the one thing I do love about working in this industry is that that part of it never changes you know it never deviates from that simple simple thing is that images are ways to connect and images are ways to feel emotion images are ways to, to kind of communicate story, communicate stories and share experiences right so at its core that's why i think people just gravitate towards photography so much especially now if you think about where we've been over the past handful of decades as we've gotten more comfortable with the idea of digital imagery I think what we're seeing now, especially with younger creatives, you know, and emerging creatives is like this real big push for story and these real big push to create images that say something and that are more than just pretty pictures. You know, we were on a project and Jarrett said something 
was so much wiser in his years at his age than I could ever be. But he said, I want to be able to make more than just pretty pictures. And I want to make something that actually says something and, and has the ability for me to communicate part of my own story with these images. And I think as I've been able to really look at and engage with emerging creatives and, and creatives who, who take that different perspective towards making imagery, it's, it's really refreshing to me. And it also helps me believe that the way that we're moving as a, as a brand and the way that we're moving as, as an industry um, we're all moving in the right direction, and I think that's that's pretty neat. That's very refreshing indeed. And speaking of your role at the company, you've been working as the Vice President of Electronic Imaging and Optical Devices at Fujifilm for a few years now. How has this role affected your perspective as a photographer? So I, I've only actually been a Vice President for, I, it's just about a year now. I was just promoted about a year ago to Vice President. Um, I came into Fujifilm about three years ago um, as a Director of Marketing. and that step alone, becoming a part of the Fujifilm family and the Fujifilm organization. I remember stepping in for the first day and feeling like I had been called up from the minor leagues in baseball, right? And if uh, anyone knows baseball, it's kind of like the, the, big, the big thing is when they call you, from, call you up from the minors and you get to play big house, big professional baseball. And it's this image that, that kind of is very pervasive in American culture because when you get called up to the big leagues, that's that's your ticket to the show, right? That's when you've actually arrived. And I remember when I stepped into the building for the first time, I felt wholly unprepared for what was gonna be ahead of me. But I knew that I'd spent the prior 15, 16 years of my life in camera stores, working in the field, traveling, working with photographers, just knowing what it was that I loved about this industry. So being able to, to bring that experience and that knowledge into the organization and being what I look back now as being a subject matter expert on just imagery and the way that people make images. So I think as I spent more time inside of Fujifilm and as I got to really weave in some of the things that mattered to me as an image maker into the things that we care about as Fujifilm, I was very pleased and surprised and not so surprised at the same time, but really pleased to find that the things that I cared about are also the things that Fujifilm cares about. So fast forward to, you know, this year and fast forward through the pandemic, which was a challenging time for all of us. But the reason I still, every day when I'm at this, when, I'm, when I work with this organization, the reason I still love it is because every day I get to work on something that I care about. And everything that, that I care about so much is this ability to share the the ability to make images with other people so that they can have an opportunity to share their story in a way that maybe they weren't able to in, in the past, right? So for me, the way that this job or this role has really impacted my understanding of photography is that, you know, if you look at it as an art form, photography is a is an art form that requires a lot of knowledge, experience, craft, perspective, you need mentors. It's a community-driven art form. And I think for the first time in my life, I got ex an experience to see what it would be like if we tried to index for creating community and creating connection and looking at how we might be able to bring the voices from that community and from those connections into a space where 
others could hear it, you know, and that's, that's been, that's been fun. That's really neat. It's really amazing that you have this opportunity and that the company is so passionate about bringing people together. I think that's very important. And it really shows that Fujifilm is a very honest and authentic company. They don't just want to create cameras. They also want to keep, to bring people together and to give them an opportunity to tell deeper stories about themselves and the world around them. It's, as you said, such a, a great world that we're in as photographers. We have the opportunity to use our knowledge and our skills to tell a story in some way visually. And it's not easy to do, but with the help of mentors and the right equipment, you can achieve that and continue taking photographs confidently. And I'm just, I have a lot of respect for Fujifilm. And I'm really happy that you are a part of that company and you're contributing so much to them. It's awesome to hear that from you because I'm relatively still new to the company. I think on the team that I get to, to get to work with every day, the sum total of years spent in the company now it exceeds like 200 years total like the the, the amount of people that have stayed beyond 10 20 i mean even there, we have a, someone on our teams that at almost 30 years at the company and you just don't hear that anymore right you don't hear that people stay at a company that long and on top of that you don't really see a company look towards their products as being things that can continue to be updated, right? I think we really popularized as a brand, this idea of Kaizen and this idea of making sure that what we make isn't obsolete. So providing firmware updates to older cameras and, and really walking the walk and talking the talk so that we are not making your technology obsolete by just coming out with another camera. I think that's ingrained into the way we build our products. It's ingrained in the way that we talk to each other as colleagues. It's in our DNA as a brand. You know, we have been in imaging for over 85 years at this point. And if you look backwards and forwards and you stand right in the center of where all of it's happening at Fujifilm, you can see very, very, very clearly where we came from, where we are going, and why we're here exactly in this moment. It's because we have a deep commitment to the crafted image, but not just to the crafted image, but also to the image when it's outputted, both digitally as well as in print. So I think it's a really cool story for, for us to be a part of and for me as a as an outsider of the company to come in and feel so a part of that story i don't know if there's any other company on earth that i could do that with right because oftentimes there's so much other there's other there are other headwinds that that when you get into a company that you have to navigate but when you walk into fujifilm as a as a as a new team member and we're bringing on new team members even today, and that's their experience of being like, wow, I, I feel like everyone here is vested in not just understanding what I can bring to the table, but how to make me successful. But then also they know that I'm here to make this, the brand successful. And that's very rare in my experience. Yeah, that's very rare, definitely. And it's very beautiful. You are the first person that I've met who works for Fujifilm, but I can speak for photographers who have used Fujifilm, who have been on the podcast. And I can say in a very unbiased way, <laughs> that they all love their cameras. Every person <laughs> on the podcast, I always ask every guest what kind of equipment they use. And every person who says they use Fujifilm, they have nothing bad to say about it. And I've always been super curious about the equipment because of that. <laughs> so <laughs> your words match <laughs> the, the photographer's reviews. <laughs> That's great. That, that, I love hearing that. You know, And I, I, I have seen now thousands of people pick up our cameras for the first time. And I always look for this one thing and it makes me so happy because it never changes, right? When someone picks up our camera for the first time, 
what always ends up happening is they just get this smile. And I don't know what motivates the smile, but it always is just this like very casual and almost like it's like a reflex that they just pick it up and they smile. It's like they were surprised by it. They were surprised by feeling that they got when they held the camera. And I I don't know that I've ever picked up any other camera and felt that because that happened to me the first time I picked up an X-T4 or sorry, X-T3 for the first time. I picked it up and I was like, wait, this is crazy. And I smiled and my, my boss at the time, his name's Yuji. Yuji just kind of chuckled. He's like, yeah, it happens a lot. You, you just learn to look for that. And it makes it so fun when you get to introduce somebody to um, one of our cameras for the first time, right? And I do believe that that's what makes us very special because I, at, at its core, I think Fujifilm is a one to fewer kind of brand. We're a word of mouth brand. We're a brand that exists and is a part of a conversation because we like talking about the tools we use. But, we, but when it comes to Fujifilm users, it's almost like the world's worst kept secret because everyone wants to talk about it, right? And I love it. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And it's so nice to, to know that a company like this exists and that everybody who uses Fujifilm's products is happy with them and that the company itself is very enthusiastic about, as I said earlier, bringing photographers together and Speaking of Fujifilm's projects, it's uh, embarking on the release of camera to cloud technology, which is going to change how photographers work. I'd love to know more about that and the positive effect it could have on photographers. I could talk to you about this topic for the next 10 years. It is something that I've been so proud of the team. Um, I've been so proud of the work they're doing. I've been so excited by some of the conversations that they're having with the Adobe team and the Frame.io camera to cloud team. I think that this is probably singly the most important development that we could be talking about when it comes to image making. Because I think if we kind of look back at the conversation we've had, photography for the longest time has been a solo sport. Or we like to think that photography has always been a solo sport. But in reality, photography is collaborative. Unfortunately, the collaboration doesn't usually happen while the image is making. Now, for commercial photographers and for you know some styles and some applications of photography, they get to collaborate while the image is being made. But for many of us, the ability to collaborate comes before or after we make an image. Never in the history of how we've done, uh, done or, or approached this craft have we been given an opportunity to make an image and as we are making them, get be, be able to get the feedback, right? And some people will say, well, well, you can look on back on the screen and some people can say, well, you can show someone, you know, the back of the camera or you can scroll through them and, and, and get your feedback right then and there. But I think it's wholly different as a photographer to not have to stop making images, but still allow other people to look at them while they're coming in. Because as, as photographers, and you said, we talked about it earlier, when you're making an image, what's happening is you're, you're in the moment, you're, you're, your finger's on the shutter button, and you're trying to focus in on the thing that you want to see created in front of you. So when you're continually pulling yourself in and out of that headspace, I think the, the interruptions through that creative process really affect your ability to, to truly stand in a place of creativity. When we look at having the ability to use camera cloud, What it unlocks is it unlocks the ability for someone else to look at an image. And as you're working, as you've got your your eye in the viewfinder and you're looking downrange, what what people are talking to you and, and whispering to you and suggesting to you, you can then 
keep in that creative headspace and then incorporate that feedback almost in real time, right? So in its kind of just essence, talking about Cameron Cloud gives me so much excitement because I've seen the possibilities of what it could look like when a photographer does not have to move in and out of their creative headspace. That's the, the reason I, I love this idea so much. And practically speaking though, what it does is I make an image and it goes up to the cloud right away. So there's a immediate backup. What it does is allows me to think of new end-to-end -end workflows from the minute I make an image to having it retouched remotely, to having it outputted or maybe even put onto a gallery um, where it can be shoppable. It allows me to think about what sort of AI tools could be incorporated into this workflow so that while I'm making images, all of the automations can kick in. And then when I'm done making images, maybe I look at my selects, maybe I look at the final edit, maybe I look at a gallery or an album that's been created for me. What it does today is it gives us an opportunity to look at what the potential for the future could be. And then when you look at how we've been able to innovate as Fujifilm and been able to innovate as an industry when new technologies are, are given to us, what it will do is it will help us not only make images, but share them in a way it will almost give it, let us allow us to come back to, to understanding that print matters in a way where it's got intrinsic value where when it's given as a gift, it has that, that real meaning and that real value. And you have that emotional connection to the way that, that you felt when the image was made or when the image was, when, when the image was made of you, right? That's what I think about when I think about camera to cloud. And it's a going to create a seismic shift in the way that we make images for all of those reasons. That's incredibly exciting. Thank you very much for sharing that. And congratulations on this amazing project that you're working on. I think it will help many photographers. And I, but the thing that stood out the most to me was when you said that while a photographer is taking take pictures and they're uploading their images to the cloud automatically, and they're receiving feedback, they can immediately use that feedback while they're shooting during the same shoot. And I think that just guarantees quicker improvements in many people's lives. Because waiting for feedback it's, sometimes, it's, yeah, it's time consuming. It's so wild. It's so wild because I, I've been able to, because we've been part of the conversations in development, being on sets where the technology is being used and seeing how someone noticing a detail as an image is making, as an image was being made, has saved the shoot several times at this point where, where I've been on set. Not in like a small way, right? I think uh, our producer was looking through uh, the, the deliverables and the images that were being made and uploaded. And she noticed something and she said to the crew, hey, go get this. We didn't get this. Please get this. And when they went and got that image and they got that and they rolled the footage that they needed, she looked over and said, if we didn't, if I didn't see this right now and if we didn't get this right now, we would have had burned another full day to have to go back and get that pickup. And she said, I'm a believer. I'm a believer now. Because that, that's just the reality of it, right? You've got people on set and you've got people involved in projects that their single job is to look at the things coming in and make sure that we don't miss a shot or don't miss an image on that list. And getting it and, and, and being able to pivot and make sure we get that image that's going to save not just people time it's going to save the money it's going to save headaches and frustrations it's going to allow us to condense workflows into a space where we make fewer mistakes and we become a lot more efficient 
Definitely, definitely more efficient, and we make we will we'll be able to make less mistakes, and also it'll make collaborations much easier. As you just said, that person wouldn't have been able to maybe spot that if the photographer was busy taking photos and not showing their pictures to anyone. But because they didn't need the photographer didn't need to stop taking photos, basically, but then the producer was also able to spot that mistake, and the shoot was saved. And it's a very important thing that happened, and it's it's amazing that you're able to. Make use of this technology now. I'm not sure if it's okay to ask this, um, but when can photographers start looking forward to this release? So I can't talk about when the release is coming uh, specifically, but I will say that it's coming in the spring, uh, within uh, a meaningful time frame. Where when it's announced, it should be made available. You know, I think that uh, trying to navigate this question right now, I'll say that it's going to be available in spring. Okay, so the listeners can start looking forward to it then. Great, thank you. Yes, it. yes. I am really excited about this. I've never heard of anything like this. Uh, and so that's something that I look forward to finding out more about and to seeing the results. And as I said earlier, I'm sure photographers will be amazed by all the possibilities that this gives. So I wish you the very best of luck with that. And thank you so much for sharing. It's uh, I feel very special that I got to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for, thanks for asking about it. I, it's something that I don't know if you remember when Vincent Laferre recorded video on uh, DSLR for the first time. And when he did it, it changed the conversation about what people expect out of digital still cameras. And it changed the conversation because what it did was it gave visual creatives a tool at a price point that allowed them to unlock creative ideas that before would have required a camera tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars in order for them to do, you know? And so what I feel like this technology is doing with Camera Cloud is it's giving us the same level of what's possible, right? It's giving us the same opportunity to question what's next. And it's giving us an opportunity to really look at making images not as just an act of making an image but as an act of making an image for a purpose to be delivered photographycourse.net is a place where you can find an abundance of photography inspiration in different forms like premium courses articles video tutorials editing resources and much more we have a thriving community where you can meet new people receive constructive criticism and discover new ideas every single day here is a message from one of our top community members, Robert Morton. Hi, my name is Rob. I specialize in wildlife photography and landscape photography. I'm a member of photographycourse.net online community. I like the community because you get some fantastic ideas and some great feedback. So take your photography to the next level by clicking the link in the description. That's what I did and I haven't looked back. If you want to join our online community, go to photographycourse.net and enter the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% of your first year as a premium member. When we look at just a simple idea of, of being a wedding photographer, and I use this uh, example a lot because I, I've seen it before, and I've seen it today, and I can see it tomorrow. So back in the day, you know, a wedding photographer, they would go to a wedding reception and they would make images and they'd have their assistant run to a one hour photo, get the film developed, and then they'd lay the prints out 
And they'd sell those prints at the wedding for, you know, 10 bucks a pop. You have four by six and you get them for 10 bucks, maybe, you know, five bucks, whatever it was. And it was a way for the photographer to make just some extra cash at the wedding. And it was very accepted. It was just kind of like a standard practice, right? Because wedding photographers were there to document and, and share images. And then after a while, that practice went away because film started to shift to digital and then digital started to shift in into delivery of like the images four to six week, weeks after. And then those images that you delivered were mostly of like the bride, the groom, ceremony. And then there was very, very rarely uh, enough um, left in the, in the package deal for a photographer to accommodate for any reception photos. So that part of the, the, the wedding day became almost a, a, something you wanted to get through as quickly as possible in the edit because it presented no revenue opportunity for the photographer. So fast forward to camera cloud. And especially with our cameras, being able to get a beautiful JPEG straight out of camera, you could make an image. It could go to Frame.io and then a gallery could be created almost immediately from those images that could be shoppable by anyone at the wedding. And it all happens without the photographer ever needing to do anything except just make an image. And then when you incorporate AI culling tools and AI focus check and all this other stuff, now you're getting a gallery that's been looked at by a piece of software and removes all of the things that you'd be deleting anyway. And is presenting a gallery that is completely finished and ready to be ready to be looked at by anyone at the reception. That's going to change the game for any wedding photographer that utilizes this technology. And I know it will because I've had so many conversations with them just about that thing. And what it does is it actually even opens up doors for photographers to audition assistants and audition second photographers and third photographers because now it gives them an opportunity to invest time and resources and when you can bring on a third photographer and then mentor them and show them the craft i mean it will create an opportunity for us to share not just our knowledge with other photographers but potentially train the next generation and the next uh, generation after that of of image makers utilizing this technology right I, i do have high hopes for it for sure that's incredible and it takes the stress away and as you said you can hire more people, mentor people, and it builds a community. And as I said earlier just now, it takes the stress away, which is really important for many photographers, as I've learned, especially in wedding photography and many other genres, it's stressful. You have to deal with people. You want to focus on what you're photographing, not on the deliverables necessarily. So if you have these AI tools, as you said, you have camera cloud technology, then it can take a lot of the stress away. So yeah, incredibly exciting, and I look forward to finding out more about it. Cool, thanks. Our online photography community is a place where you can grow your skills and learn something new every single day. If you want to join conversations like this one and connect with like-minded photographers from across the world, you're in the perfect place. We have a special discount code for our podcast listeners. We're offering 50% off your first year as an extraordinary or limitless member. Go to photographycourse.net slash join to claim your discount with the code greatbigphotographyworld. You had an interview with Wedding Film School that I watched and thoroughly enjoyed. There was a part in, during the interview in which you said that at one point in your life, you started giving cameras away to random people on the street. And I was really blown away by that information. And I will quote you. You said, give a camera to the right person and they could change the world. I think that's a very powerful statement that I completely agree with. And 
companies like Fujifilm are doing their best to make cameras more accessible to people. And with camera to cloud technology, as you just said, you could hire assistants and show people how to take better photos. So there's a lot you can do. But how can photographers in general help and make the industry move forward in a more positive way in their everyday lives? I think that right now, if we just listen to the dialogue that's the dialogue around the idea of education and the idea, the dialogue around the concept of gatekeeping and the dialogue around creative endeavors. I think if we're committed to continuing to have an industry that we care about, and if we are committed as an organization or we're committed as an industry to having photography remain as a creative tool for creative expression as an art form, we must find ways to empower emerging creatives and empower them in a way that gives them an opportunity to share their stories, share their images, and give them learning and education and access to tools and, and find and do it in a way where even if you are a single person in a city and, and, you, and you have no understanding of anything that's around you, I remember that it's always so important to look and find out where you can share your knowledge with somebody. How might you be able just to be able to look to your left, look to your right, and share what knowledge you do have with persons, with the people next to you, so that you're able to then make sure that the information and the ability to talk about photography and how to make an image is shared. I think that's that's the first step, right? We have to continue to talk about photography as a craft. We must talk about photography as an art form. We must talk about photography as a, a way to, to self-express and, and share creative ideas. Because we stop doing that and we just think of it as a democratized action of pushing a button, then we lose all of the decades and all of the wonderful thousands of images that could be made that could stop the world for a second. Right? And you think about history and you think about all of the things and, you, and, and what we always focus on are the images that stopped history, the, the images that stopped people, the images that stopped the conversation. Those are so important. And without photography, those never exist. So in order to keep that, we have to look at ourselves and keep talking about images, keep talking about photography and share what knowledge we do have with those around us. Great advice. Thank you. And I completely agree with all those points. And as you said, even if you're just a single person in the city or you're new to a place, then there are still opportunities to help others. And your help might make a big change in someone's life. You never, sometimes you might just share a little tip with someone or you might mentor them. It could change their whole life or it could just make their day. In any case, be contributing positively to the community. When I got into photography, I was really young and I met this girl online who had more experience than I did and I really looked up to her. She did not need to take care of me. She didn't need to mentor me. She was really busy in her life, but she took the time to do so. And I remember being really just enamored with all the information she shared because I was so new. And so to her, that information was just a given because she was so used to certain knowledge related to ISO and aperture. But to me, it was so new and exciting and fresh so that information that took her a few minutes to share completely changed my my experience as a, as a beginner in photography 
I still think of her to this day and I really appreciate what she's done. So it's amazing how mentoring photographers can change someone's life. That's, uh, that's funny. Um, you're, you're talking and I was reminded of the, the first two Japanese words I learned when I joined the company. And I'm not Japanese, I'm Vietnamese and you know, their languages are not, not, not even similar to each other. But I remember in my training, when I first came on to Fujifilm, they put you through all this like onboarding and corporate training and all this sort of stuff. And they kind of give you the story of, of the brand. And the two first, first two Japanese words that I learned were Kaizen and Genba. And Genba is this idea of um, going to the source, right? And if you really truly want to know what someone's doing or you truly want to know what it looks like, you must go to where the work is being done so that you have an understanding of, of how they're doing it. And that for me is just such a beautiful concept of just understanding what it's like to walk alongside someone who is more knowledgeable than you about a specific task. And it's something that I'd really see reflected through the entire company where at the highest levels of the organization, they will still come and have a conversation with someone on the front line simply because the work the person is doing on the front line is that important to them. And I've seen it happen many times over the course of the last three years working at the organization. So when you talk about mentoring, that's what that looks like to this company, right? And it's challenged me so much to also reflect that same level of care and attention into the relationships that I try to maintain and that I try to have in my own life where I'm trying to share knowledge, right? And there's only so much time in a day and there's only so much time, days in a week. And at the end of the day, I've got to make sure that I spend time for myself so that I'm, I'm ready for that next moment. But mentoring and sharing knowledge and being aware of the community around you is something that I'm deeply, deeply passionate about. And it has reminded me being a part of Fujifilm that there are organizations that are also just as equally passionate and are as deeply committed to doing things like this and sharing knowledge and making sure that the things that we care about are not just protected, but communicated about and shared and, and, and educated on, you know? So it's, it's really, really cool to hear for you that people are sharing and people have mentored you and it motivates me to continue to push for it within the company because it's all it's all so very important to what we do every day. Absolutely. I think when you have some experience as a photographer, you tend to take it for granted and take that knowledge for granted. I don't want to speak for everyone, but I'm just speaking for myself here. You think, oh, everyone knows about ISO. Everyone knows how to create a good composition. But in reality, that's not the case. And so your knowledge that you're taking for granted could actually be someone else's treasure that could help them uncover something new in their work. And so when you stop taking that for granted, I think it can help a lot of people, of course. And yeah, it's amazing that people at Fujifilm have helped you so much and that they're all very humble. Um, what's the best advice that someone at Fujifilm has given you? Oh, that's a tough question. I think the best piece of advice that anyone has ever given me at Fujifilm would be to remember that I work at a Japanese company. And I think there's a lot of meaning in that statement because the way that Japanese culture is woven into the processes of how we do things is fundamentally a part of understanding why we do certain things. I'll give you an example uh, is the process of approval inside of our company is called a ringy. And at the time, I didn't even know what that was, right? Like a ringy. I was like, oh, is it like, what does it stand for? You know, what is, why does it exist? So I started asking around. I started digging into what this process was and why it was called a ringy. 
as it's told to me. And I might, and I apologize if I get some of the details wrong, but um, essentially a ringi in Japanese culture is the process of getting consensus and it's the process of getting approval. So before the digital age, if you wanted to get consensus among your coworkers, you would go through the process of ringi. And at the end of the process, if there was a document to sign, your signature would be a stamp until you would stamp your signature in. And that process now in the digital form within our company is, again, it's a process of approval. It's the way that, that we provide approvals through the levels of the organization for things like expenses, for things like capital expense. And it's something so small, right? And it's something so almost, if you don't know about it, it could be really annoying. But I think that what that person was trying to is continually trying to remind me is that we work in a Japanese company and the processes that exist, what we do gives you a really good understanding of why we do it. And I and until I started really digging into those processes, I never would have ever imagined that within all of that are not just the tools for success within the company. It's a tool to understand your colleagues better. It's a tool to understand the world around you better. Um, it makes you slow down because I tend to rush. So these processes slow me down and force me to be more thoughtful. So yeah, that's that's the most valuable piece of information that I've ever gotten professionally, that I've ever gotten at Fujifilm. And it continually challenges me every day because it's something that I have to remind myself continually to be successful here. That's great advice. And Japanese culture is absolutely amazing. I'm a big fan and I've never heard of that term before, but it makes a lot of sense. And as you said, it can be quite small and in reality, it makes a big difference, especially in the long term. And slowing down, taking things slowly, getting approval from people, of course, it takes time, but it does pay off, certainly, because it's more thoughtful and more mindful. And that's also what photography yeah. is all about. Yeah, for sure. What should people pay attention to technology-wise in order to make the most of their Fujifilm cameras? I get this question a lot, actually. Side note, I was um, on a date last night. Yeah, I'm still trying to do that as, as part of this, my life here. But anyway, I was on a date last night and we get to talk about cameras and the conversation immediately moved into exactly that question, the technology, how, what, what parts of the technology matter in order to be able to get the most out of the experience. I firmly believe that Fujifilm makes some of the best cameras in the world. And I truly believe that our cameras in the hands of any capable storyteller irrespective of how well they know that camera, if you put our cameras in the hands of the capable storyteller, you will get an incredible story. You will get an incredible image. So to that end, the most important thing is before you pick up a camera, have a story, have intention. And then when you pick up our cameras, learn about our film simulations, learn about how to make the camera not get in the way of what story or image you're trying to make. Those are the first two things I tell anybody is, what are you going to make an image of? And how are you going to set the camera up in a way that it gets out of your way, that you are not having to fiddle with it in order to make the image? And if you do those two things, you will find that there is no other camera company and there's no other camera in the world that will get out of your way more quickly for you to make an image. We always talk about, you always hear about Fujifilm colors. When you use our film simulations, that's what that is, right? It's our camera's ability to really go into auto, auto drive when it comes to color and then give you something that you're going to be really, really pleased with. 
Yes, that's that's it's really that simple. Honestly, it's it's really that simple. And when you start to lean into that, and you start to realize that our JPEGs are the best in the business, and you start to do all this other stuff, you realize that's why people pick up these cameras and continue to use them. That's part of all of our cameras is film simulations exist. They get out of your way and just lean on the JPEG. And then all of a sudden, everything makes sense. I love that. And I like that perspective because it takes away the stress from trying to understand technology. Of course, as you said, it's important to understand how things work. But if that gets out of the way, as long as that's out of the way, then you can focus on your story. And the story is what matters ultimately. It's not about trying to show off your equipment or anything like that. So it's uh, yeah, great. It's, it's a nice mindset to have. We make GFX system and GFX system is the most technologically advanced camera system that we create and it meets the needs of every professional. So at some point, professionals are going to pick up our cameras and they're going to go, wow, this is a great camera. But I, I think sometimes having that technology can be a barrier to people who are just coming in, right? And so from our perspective, we know that our professionals are going to find the answers that they're looking for when it comes to our products, because we know we make incredible products and we have all of the technical specifications and tutorials online for individuals to research. I think where we have to be better as an organization and as a brand is in order to make photography more accessible, we have to bring the conversation to the level where they can, where, where an individual can access the information in a way that doesn't make them feel dumb, stupid, or incapable. That's our job. That's our responsibility as, as a brand and as a, as, a, as a manufacturer of products. And so when you talk about these cameras and you look at what we are able to accomplish with the cameras when we prioritize story and prioritize the fundamental foundational structures of what makes Fujifilm Fujifilm, all those questions and all those fears become less. And that's when people start to make images. And that's what you want. That's what we all want is just for people to use our cameras to make images. And I think as we've learned to have that conversation at different levels and with different people, we become better at not just reaching broader audiences, but we've also become better at being a professional product. And I think that's where we continue to have that approach is because it's affected us by simply focusing on making the conversation about photography accessible, we've immediately made it incredibly accessible to professionals as well. That's what we're really proud of. Yeah, and I completely agree with you. And I like what you said about not making photographers feel stupid or dumb because nobody's stupid or dumb in the photography world, that's for sure. No matter right. how you are, no matter how experienced you are, if there's something you don't understand, that's okay. But it's important, as you said, to have access to knowledge that can help you overcome those obstacles and take great photographs that you're really proud of. So yeah, it's uh, exactly seeing what Fujifilm is doing. I have one more question for you. And that is, what is the one thing you'd like to achieve in this great big photography world? I used to think about this a lot. And I still think about it from time to time. And I think that if you would have asked me this question three or four years ago, I would have said, I, would want, I want to change the world. I want to change the world. You know, that's, that's what I kept saying to people. I didn't even know what that meant, honestly, most of the time. I think I wanted to say, I, I think I kept saying it because it was me trying to figure out what my purpose would be. And it, looking and I haven't been asked this question in a while. And so my answer today is that I'd like to be involved in conversations that open up access 
open up doors to provide accessibility. So I'd like to be part of a conversation that gives people the ability to access tools, training, and support for their dreams and making and telling stories. If I can be a part of that, right, no matter at what level, if I'm involved in, in that, then I, then I think I will have been successful with this life. From an objective point of view, I can see that you're already on the right path because I've listened to your interviews and I see the work that you do. I saw some of your photos on Instagram as well, and the captions, and you're very enthusiastic about that. It's true and very passionate about bringing people together and educating them, helping them in many ways. So I have no doubt that you'll be able to achieve that. And you are already achieving that, I believe. So I just want to thank you for being so passionate about the photography community and sharing your knowledge on podcasts like this. I really appreciate it. So thank you so much for your time. And I really look forward to seeing everything else that you achieve as a person and as a photographer. Well, thanks for making time. I appreciate being invited to, to share some time with you. And the thing that I really appreciate mostly is just uh, being able to have a conversation. So thank you. And thank you to your listeners. You ever have any other questions or you want to hop on the phone or something like that and, and, and ask a follow-up, go ahead and let me know and, and I'll make time for you. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode with Victor Ha. I really enjoyed speaking with him. I learned so much about camera to cloud technology and Fujifilm, and I have even more respect for the company now. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. If you have any questions for Victor, or if you just want to share your thoughts on these episodes, make sure to join our online photography community. There's a link to it in the description. See you next week. Our photography community wouldn't be what it is without its amazing members. We're working on many exciting projects and have lots of great perks waiting to be discovered by you. For a small monthly fee, you'll receive all kinds of perks. If you join as an extraordinary member, you'll get an ad-free experience, access to every subforum, access to our 52-week project, the ability to connect with all of our members, and more. As a Limitless member, you'll get all of the perks that I just mentioned and access to all of our premium courses and Lightroom presets. This is the perfect opportunity for anybody who wants to elevate their skills without paying thousands of dollars for courses. We're sure that you'll love being a part of our community if you're a fan of this podcast. In addition to meeting new people, you'll learn something new about photography every day which will help you improve quickly. It's also much more fun to take photographs when you have a group of amazing photographers supporting you. Go to photographycourse.net to find out more and to get 50% off your first year as a member. We can't wait to see you in our community. And again, just as a reminder, go to photographycourse.net slash join to claim your discount with the code GREATBIGPHOTOGRAPHYWORLD. We can't wait to see you there. There's a simple reason why photographycourse.net is the highest rated photography community in the world. It's because the people who use it made it that way. Why not join us right now? Improve your skills, get exposure, and discover an exciting new world of photography. While you're at it, claim your special discount code by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% off your first year as a premium member.